Right. The Mark of Athena, chapter 45. Percy was tired of water. If he said that aloud, he would probably get kicked out of the Poseidon's Junior Sea Scouts, but he didn't care. After barely surviving the... Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Uh, Neve, how are you doing this week? Good. Um, I actually had a little more of an entertaining week, so that's exciting. I saw Five Seconds of Summer. Um, they were so good. Oh my God. Living out my 14 year old dreams, but also like recent dreams. I really liked them when I was 14 and then there was like a break and now I really like them again. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I'm exhausted, but I still have to keep working. So that's, that's good. And I went to the beach on Sunday and today. So hopefully I escaped sunburn, but it is unlikely. How are you, Brayden? Um, I am, you know, this is my, like, I have two evenings off this week. Uh, I'm working every other morning and tonight, um, including Saturday morning, which I normally even have Saturday morning off, but mm. I don't even have this Saturday morning off. Um, so I'm here recording this, which is, which is good because it's nice. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But, um, so I'm just like relaxing. I was supposed to go grocery shopping. I didn't do that. It's now too late to do that. Probably I could, I, I, I'll have to look up the time. All these closes. I'm a big Aldi's fan. Um, <laughs> I just want to all these fans out there. I, I just want to go on record as a fan of Aldi's. uh, cheap, cheap. You can never inconsistent with what they have. You cannot go there expecting to buy anything. But what they have is cheap. Like if you if you're very flexible, uh, they're fantastic. Um, if you need anything specific, good luck. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, our listeners may have noticed that uh, Neve, uh, oh, I almost said Neve is not here this week. I don't see anyone. I think we should have told them that Ava's asleep again. That's Ava. That's the that's the that's the thing. Ava's still asleep from the last episode. That's why she's not here this episode. Yep, I think we should just say that. Um, that's incredible. Um. But no, Ava is not here this week. Uh, yeah. But um, in a weird, like, it has become like a weird pattern that um, uh, our guest this week is the fill-in uh, whenever we <laughs> have um, someone absent. Um, this is just, this is perhaps like at least the second, perhaps the third time that this I think happened. it's the third, yeah. But it's normally for Neve. It's Robert's, uh, our, guest is, our guest is Robert. Uh, I don't... If you are a fan of this podcast, I'm sure you have both uh, heard him here as well as seen uh, his memes on uh, Instagram. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are? Listen to the episode that I first remember. You have to know who I am. (laughs) I I, am VIP. I'm very important now. Um, Hi, I'm (laughs) Robert. 
I, I, as my Zoom name implies, I am that fucking meme boy where I make memes for the Percy Jackson podcasts. I took like a three week break because I was not feeling the vibe, Scoob. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I'm back. And it's great. Uh, yeah, that's at the damn meme page. Damn spell D-A-M. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I have not touched that TikTok in like six months and I don't plan on touching it anytime soon. Period. TikTok is too hard. Stay away from TikTok. Always. I, it, it amazes me when because there's a reason why like it's a job to be a social media manager like it amazes me when people like promote themselves consistently and like it's just a a one-person team promoting their brand and i'm like yeah cool but you're doing that to like five million people how are you not exhausted it's like a lot of work i i mean as someone who is terrible at running our social media i have not posted one of our little like videos uh like clips in like <laughs> two weeks now but um i will tomorrow i will i will do that i will i will catch up um i just i work two jobs in addition to this um so sometimes it falls by the wayside it only takes me about 30 seconds to do but sometimes but it's like a high effort 30 seconds <laughs> all i'm hearing <laughs> in my brain is just a single mom who works two jobs a single mom who works two jobs who loves her plants and never stops. <laughs> My plants have surprisingly mostly made it through the summer. Woo! That makes sense. The dorm you're in it has pretty good windows. Yeah, I did lose the... Um, my, my roommate got a basil plant, like, as a gift. Um, I killed it. It is dead. I Aww. killed it dead. Um, that bitch needs so much water. And I was not prepared. Bitch being a it got just so dry so fast that I was just so unprepared to keep up with it. Because most of my plants are succulents or low water plants. Yeah. Uh, except for the the one, the snake plant, which is like high water plant. But I know that. I was prepared for that. I was not prepared for the basil. The basil. And I tried to grow it from a seed, which was also my mistake. Hmm. I have been amassing the largest collection of various size, various needs houseplants because the, I feel like I've mentioned it before on this, but yeah, I have a apartment all to myself next academic year. And because of that, it is going to be me and an army of plants. (laughs) Very excited about it. Um, But it's also going to be like a lot of work to, I have, I I also mostly have like cacti, and succulents and all of the ones that I've been buying are like not that. So I, this this is actually because Ava's not here. It's a good time to ask your opinion on this. Do you think uh, for those, uh, for our listeners, uh, just a reminder that Ava and I are roommates um, and Eve and I are not, but Neve, do you think my uh, roommates will, will kill me if I get a large plant, like a, like a floor plant? How large are we talking? Yeah. How big are we talking about? Like ficus, <laughs> not terrible. Like medium. It's like a medium or like a palm tree. Hey, if okay, you put a okay. fucking That's palm tree, got a pa- okay. Yeah, no, Just, stop. No, but like not a palm tree, but like one of the ones that like looks like a, that's like one of the ones that are a small. I don't know their name. There's ones that are like the small palm trees. Tree palms. I know what you're talking about. Thank you. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is height. 
because your apartment is pretty like it's not like the it's a comfortably high ceiling but i would probably say it's like i don't know nine feet like you can't get anything that's too tall or it's gonna like look like you're in a greenhouse i mean (laughs) i like that yeah, but I don't really know if the rest of your roommates would. No, I, I don't think so. I actually think one of my roommates really hates my plants, but I don't know. I think Allison hates my plants. I actually think she does. She your plants. Why would she hate your plants? I don't know. I just feel like they're a burden. She's very, <laughs> she's very particular on decoration. Um, anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. Uh, this week we are discussing, uh, the Mark of Athena chapters 45 through 48 through the theme of showmanship. Um, in retrospect, I should have just used the word spectacle because I was unprepared for how many times they would say spectacle in these four chapters. (laughs) Would have been too on the nose. We had to pick like a small, slightly related sentence. adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the great t- tradition of us torturing our guests, it is now time for the uh, lauded 45-second uh, recap, the world-renowned 45-second recap. Mm-hmm. Um, are you prepared? Not, I'm, I'm prepared. I mean, we also... I, I would like to think I'm good at them now because we stole that bit to do entering story <laughs> We have a we have we have a sixty second recap on entering Storybrooke. We we love our we love ourselves a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, we we but, gave ourselves fifteen more seconds when we doubled up on the chapters. Mm. Um, so that's logical. All right, let's see if I remember shit. Uh, someone time me up. All right, three, two, one, go. Oh shit! Um, so Percy and this whole chat these these whole sets of chapters is pretty much just. Uh, that one scene from Megamind where Megamind is like, you're a villain, but you're not a super villain. And Titan's like, what? well, what do I have to do? And Megamind's like, presentation! And that's pretty much this whole set of four chapters. Um, Jason and, and Percy get a couple of good fights in against Otis and Elfiatis, Elfiades, however the hell you pronounce it. Uh, they call in Bacchus to just bonk him on the head. That's, that, that's how they die, just a little bonk on the head. Bonk. And uh, they free Nico. That's a good part. He's he's unconscious, and Piper's there too. She gets knocked aside. It's just it's just the Jason and Percy chapters. That was good. Yeah. I agree. Pretty solid. Pretty yeah, solid. I, I did it. I think the audiobook says Effialdes. I don't know if that is right, but do, um, do not. when I read that word in my own head, it was just like muffled noise. <laughs> nothing sensible yeah for the most part we play by um audiobook rules on this podcast because no one else is speaking them uh because we don't pronounce things well yeah. um do, do not get me started on joshua swanson i hate this dude so fucking much yeah no it's it's bad um wait is jo- joshua is swanson is the is the heroes. narrator for heroes, heroes and, yes yeah and i, I like him. the guy who who narrates um the, the original, the original yeah, the, yeah he's good this guy i don't know i just something about how uh he does his voice for hazel or for generally any character of color oh yeah no it's like 
super racist. Yeah, a little like, bit. He has some like really racist accents, like actually. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, yeah, he takes it, he commits too much. Um, it's like actually we don't, you can just read it. We don't need it. I don't know. If we're gonna start like trying to make characters sound like they're supposed to, then let's just cast a variety of of act actors to read those voices at this point. I actually would like a re-release of the, the these audiobooks that uses a different actor for each um POV. Hmm. Um and I would like Joshua Swanson to come nowhere near them. <laughs> there there's that Venn diagram that Rick drew that was like people who worked in the movies, people who worked who are working on the show and in between is a little arrow that's like 500 miles apart from each other. We should just include Joshua Swanson into that into that circle somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, what m- musical selections have we procured this week? I'm trying to up my vocabulary. Yeah, that was good. I was like, why is he talking like that? But I liked it. I've been doing like SAT words of the day. I haven't, but I just thought that would be a funny like rumor to like like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't believe that for a single second. I was like, he's just lying for fun now on this podcast. I do get a word of the day at, um, on my tours. I go go to the library because I give uh, college tours, and I, I so when we stop in the library, I get to see what the word of the day is. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That I we can't include this. Maybe we can. Just that picture that we have this professor that Braden assistant directed for, and they posted a picture of Braden giving a tour and like texted it, being like, contact Braden for all your touring needs. I was like, oh my god, not our professor. I was like, Nigel, that is incredible. Yeah, this this is where you go to rate my professor, and you're like, listen, good professor, but betrayed me. Yes, no. <laughs> They do bully me, um, not actively, but um, passively, in a way I respect. Um, my my song, I do have a song. I actually came prepared. Um, I knew- I was not. No, okay. I was not. I was not shading you. I was like, I was shading myself because I normally like forget until we're recording. I that oh. did sound shady. It was not meant to be. It is um, Let's Dance by David Bowie because I was like, what would Dionysus Bacchus choose to play during this arena battle? And I was like, it can't be like too good of a fight song. Like it can't be like, it, we can't go with any of like the emo or heavy. I, I was like, okay, like, but like a little bit rocky. I was like, this is like funny. Like it's a good song, but it it's very like Guardians of the Galaxy choice. Um, and I stand by it. Wow. Funnily enough, the song I picked this week, speaking of dancing, is called Dance Yourself Clean by LCD Sound System because I've been listening to a lot of LCD Sound System recently. Don't know what that says about my mental <laughs> But no, this song was like, I felt like this was a... I can't explain it with other words. It's just, this was a weird fight. It was... And very, for that, was I was like, quirky. this would be a weird fight song. <laughs> like, like it would fit because this is weird. Um, I like that we went the same direction. 
Yeah, but I wasn't thinking that was a good idea to put it like, what would Dionysus pick? Because I wasn't thinking that. I was just like, this was a weird fight. So this gets a weird fight. <laughs> what, what, what would Dionysus do? Get drunk on wine and like chill in front of the TV. <laughs> exactly. Which should be f- wine drunk isn't fun. Uh, I chose have, 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 okay, show of hands, who has seen Stranger Things season four? Oh, you have picked the wrong podcast to ask you that. Guys, I'm so sorry, I mean to watch it. Isn't it, this is like a show for? Okay, so I'm not going to spoil what the relevance of this song is. It's not. It's not like you know. Uh, I forgot the name of the fucking song is. Anyway, I'm picking "Master of Puppets" by Metallica. I have I, heard I that song know. a lot I, more recently on TikTok, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so it does have. It, it has a pretty fucking good significance for season four but also it's just a pretty good song in general this whole vibe of um gaia being like quote-unquote in control of the whole thing and this whole show with the two giants who are throwing this giant like carnival-esque kind of party that they're also just gonna blow up rome while they're at it it's (laughs) it's a lot funnier to think of it if you're just like the the giants were like well you know we're here in rome might as well blow it up funsies i also like i i was really close to also picking an ash nico song because i was just like i don't know some like really hardcore hyper pop could also fit this really well um (laughs) I, I obviously went in a different direction, but I thought I should share that like it was almost that. That is ridiculous. I love that. I picked like like Dance Yourself Clean's like an electronic song. It's D- not yeah. pop in any dare, way. dare I ask what your favorite Ash Nico song is? Oh, dare you ask. Oh, good <laughs> question. Give me wait, give me two seconds. Um, 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 um uh I, I really like deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Um, Slumber Party with Princess Nokia mm-hmm. is also really good because that's like Princess Nokia. Uh, I like I like uh, Toxic and I like uh, Plastic Doll. I say the the Plastic Doll remix is actually incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. That is my favorite remix off the Chromatica remix album. Mm-hmm. So slay, slay. Uh, this this is a good transition into our queer coded giants. Um, what was our favorite parts of these chapters? I'm speechless after that statement. Oh, I have so much to say about this. Um, okay, just just we're gonna get the. I want to get the elephant out of the room. The part where Percy isn't. I forget which giant is the one wearing the blue leotard. I think it's Otis. Otis. Yeah. Where where Percy is like looking at Otis in this blue like tutu, and he's like, "Well, that doesn't leave much to the imagination." Yeah. When when Percy Jackson goes, "Oh wow, that giant has a huge cock." <laughs> it was I. I it was so alarming and you would think otis would know to wear a dance belt if he loves dance this much he should be on top of it where would he pick up a dance 
I, where did like where did they pick style. up any of the other things? That is, <laughs> that is that's your one question. I would he like to fireworks say, in his hair. Yeah, I would like to say he's getting it all custom made. I would love to see the tailor who took that job. Oh my god! It's all like they tried to go to like discount dance. I think it's like Donatella. I think they have like mm, connection. Like Donatella Versace is like making all their outfits. Tom Ford. Like they have an in-house designer. <laughs> I mean, Effialties would would have no less. Mm, of course. I think Donatella is a bad example because I don't think she knows how to sew, but they would need someone who knows how to sew, and I think they're locked up in her basement. I want to imagine Tim Gunn is somehow some way involved with this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I actually kind of imagined Effialties as Tim Gunn. I can't lie to you. <laughs> like that kind of like. That's also part of how the audiobook like presents them. I don't know. That's the vibe I was getting. And or like I was getting a lot of RuPaul vibes from Bacchus in this as well. Yeah. Um it was just very weird. It was so queer coded in like actually a super problematic way, frankly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it, it gives very homophobic. It does when Percy's like, um, I'm bullying him about his ballet, but I don't really know how because I obviously don't know that much about ballet. It's <laughs> like, what? It's giving, um, what was that thing? In, in, I think it was Son of Neptune, where it was like, this oh, the, the, the fanny pack, the fanny pack. Yeah, this purse is stupid. <laughs> the the rainbow man, man satchel. Exactly. That we were like, he looks so good in. And then the next chapter, he was like, like no. fuck this satchel. And we're like, oh. <laughs> okay. he, he's getting over his internalized biphobia. We're on Percy Jackson. I don't know why, but I remember reading that line. When I was reading that line earlier today, I was like, why does it really not make sense that he doesn't know anything about ballet? Do you know what I mean? Right? <laughs> I feel like, like you know at least like a little he lives in Manhattan. Like, you know, he, he you know. I don't know something. Like, I don't know. Also, Sally just seems like the kind of person who would, like, like put him in dance class, but also, like, all the rec sports, like, just to, like, see what he liked. Like, how did he not know anything about it? Yeah, like, I mean, he at least knows plie, because he's narrating these chapters. So he does, he does point out, I actually thought that was incredibly funny. A lot of the, like, ballet and dance stuff, like, is, is actually, like, just homophobic jokes. But the, the plie thing, it was like, <laughs> Otis would have certainly killed Jason if he didn't take the time to plie in between. <laughs> like, that is actually kind of incredible. Hmm. What we need is uh, a fanfic where, like, Annabeth takes Percy to see, like, the Nutcracker or something. Oh, my God. Please. I'm, I'm actually certain that that's out there. Probably. I, I'm pretty sure even for, like, people who like ballet, the Nutcracker is pretty fucking pretentious. Mm. I feel like it's the least pretentious. That's the only people, the only thing that people see. <laughs> I've seen the, the Nutcracker. Same when I was like eight. Yeah, it's like fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like I have no proclivity toward like I don't need to see it again. Uh, the the Care Bears had a lovely uh, edition. 
Yeah. Uh, every every time I I I try and do like the, the quote unquote gay voice, I just think about Polly Shore's Pinocchio. <laughs> Father. Uh, wait, what's the line? It's a uh, father. I was on TikTok a while ago. Yes. When am I, I gonna go out on my own? I have oh. the whole world to see. I have the whole world to see. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of like how Rick is expecting um FEODs and alt and uh oh my god, Otis and FELDs to to talk. I feel mm-hmm. like that's how they're being written in like the worst way. You know, you know, Otis, the way I I read him reminds me of, uh, the, the vegetarian shark from Shark Tale. Jack, Jack Black's character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I found out about Shark Tales recently? That was the, I'm afraid. What did you find out about Shark Tales recently? Brayden, tell us. That was the, that was the first movie that I saw in theaters. You found that out recently? Yeah. It was 2003. <laughs> like, I don't, I, 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 like, I don't, I can't remember specifically, like, what the first time I went into a theater. I just, okay. I thought it was like, you were just a, like a little toddler. Okay. I get yeah. it. Now. Like, <laughs> my parents weren't the awful people who, like, brought a one-year-old into it took me a minute before I got got into a theater. I did apparently hate it. I was told that it's a bad movie, so it's I was like, movie. "I'm certain." Well, yeah, that that's just what Otis is like. The 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 vegetarian quoted char- coded character who just just wants to express himself through theater. You know? Yeah, it is that very much like. Oh, but I just. We're all these ugly monsters, but I really just wanted to be a ballet dancer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, and it honestly makes me a little sad when he dies. Because, like, he, he just, just wanted, wanted to be a ballet dancer. He just wanted to dance. This is literally the plot of, like, Footloose and Billy Elliot and... Um, Another Cinderella story? Yeah. Selena Gomez? There's so many films uh, about just, just wanting, wanting to dance. dance. Um, chorus line. All she ever needed was the music and the mirror and a chance to dance. And if if Otis was offered the same thing, I don't think he would be so evil. Mm. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back <laughs> to talk about the theme of showmanship. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, 
Welcome back. We are back from the break. We are talking about showmanship. Um, there's a lot of that. It's one of our more on-the-nose themes, frankly. It really, yeah. But if anything, was Jason supposed to be cool in this? Is what I was wondering, like, throughout, like, was he supposed to be cooler than just, like, guy who can summon wind and, like, is helpful in that way? Like, when they need some wind, like, our buddy can do it. But, like, he was not, like, I don't know. No, but actually, I'm glad you said it. He was, like, really giving the theme. And Jason was literally just, like, like basically, like, a, a tool. Like, he was just a weapon. A tool in the, like, literal physical way, not in the, like, he was an asshole, which, like... But he, he was- also, like, kind of is a tool. <laughs> um, no, because I know exactly what you're saying. Because there is... Oh, there's so much weird, like, masculinity stuff in these chapters. Um, but in a way that is, like, tied up with showmanship, in that, like, Percy and Jason have the showy power, have showy powers. I don't want to say the showy powers because Leo also creates fire and that's pretty uh, that's showy. Pretty it's a little it's flaming. And, and uh, Frank can turn into a bunch of bees. A bunch of bees. No, one bee. One bee. Oh, is Frank that, can turn into one bee, Robert. Is, is that what we decided on? He can turn into one. He, he's just that's, a queen bee. That's, That's what, what we, we decided think, on. But all of our audience thinks that it's multiple bees. Almost everyone on the internet has told us he has multiple bees, but it is incorrect. All, there is no way he can change it to multiple bees. All I know is uh, it, whether or not Frank is one bee or many bee, he is still too many bees. Thank you for your time. No, it made a lot of sense. But Percy and Jason have very showy powers that are tied up a lot in their like presentation of their hero- heroism and masculinity. There is a there is a very much like delineation, especially in the sevens powers of like the men have the showy big like directly fight powers, and then the the female characters have like. Like mental. they like have like me- yeah mental and like manipulate and they're smart but they like backstab they all have knives for some reason um, <laughs> yeah and they why do- did we not notice that until right now they all have knives uh, wow does Hazel have a knife I thought she just had like a sword I do what, think what? she does have a sword but Piper and Annabeth both have knives yeah also to be and fair for Annabeth it's like a big deal like she has like the knife to be mm-hmm. fair what is a knife, if not a short sword. That's true. Mm. I do, like, respect, like, dagger as, like, a, a fighting style. Although Piper, in this cha- these chapters, is fighting with Cornucopia alone. <laughs> so, basically, they actually did kind of basically give... They gave Piper a machine gun. <laughs> like, they weren't allowed to, like, actually give Piper a machine gun. But they're, like... But Rick kind of was, like, I actually kind of want Piper to have a fucking machine gun. <laughs> And like it does oh not shoot God. bullets. <laughs> it's it shoots a machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I did not think of it like that, but you were so correct. They gave Piper a machine gun. But yes, before I got distracted by myself, the point I was trying to make <laughs> was that their powers do follow like very like quote unquote traditional like 
these are masculine powers. These are feminine powers in a very like way that you see throughout most media. It's like, that's just like tropes that are ingrained. And it's so weird because there's no reason to, because no one in real life can do any of these things. Yeah. There's like no reason to like saddle all your female characters with like magic powers and like psychic powers and all your male characters with like offensive powers. Yeah. And when you think back of the other female characters in this series who have had offensive power, like, like Clarice and Reyna, like they're just always sidelined. Yeah. They don't ever get to like show those things off. Like Clarice has not been heard of in book upon book. Oh yeah. (laughs) She was just like not in the series. And you know, you can't bring everybody over into the new series. So that makes sense. But like, even in, the original series, like Clarice was not really often allowed to show like that side of her powers. And when she did, sometimes it was like negative. Yeah. Like, it's always very like, negative. Very negative. <laughs> yeah. And then, and that, that is also part, like you do, it gets to go back to queerness. Is it gets like weirdly tied up in queerness when you subvert those powers and stuff. Like those are a lot of the characters that start to get like feel extra queer coded. Um, almost every character over the course of these series ends up a little queer coded, but like particularly like the two characters that that people like really queer code. Obviously, Nico. It, well, because he, he well because it's he is, but um, <laughs> like he does he has more like magic based powers. Yeah, and then yeah. like Reyna and Clarice are like the opposite. They often get like in like the fandom, they're they're very queer coded characters that they're like they're gay is like the the cultural consensus on a lot of like fandom interpretations of them. I think a lot of that gets tied up in those like the power sets that we give people is so weirdly ingrained because their patriarchy is everywhere (laughs) we just have so many traditional like roles and systems and it's weird that they manifest like that but they do especially when they're written by a a straight white man it also doesn't help that a lot of the time i I, i'm all for like by percy by annabeth all that jazz it's just rick has no idea how to write internal dialogue describing another character because he'll have percy be like ah oh, jason swung his sword and dodged otis his 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 luxious his luxious his, his luscious blonde hair in the wind his bulging biceps whatever and but he, he's still just straight he likes anime that's it yeah i do have to say these i've like mostly said like been like yeah percy is by supported that that head canon by everyone out of like just like yeah vibes these chapters he is in love with jason (laughs) like i think it was supposed to be i think it's supposed to be rick tying up that like that competition between them and like who is like the alpha male or whatever the fuck of this ship and like who is the you know because they're both supposed to be like like strong men leaders of their camps and it's like who's gonna win and i feel like with with the descriptors in this chapter it was supposed to be like neither of them win they like each other now but like rick just went like way into it like a little too much than i think he wanted to imply but you know it's it's in the book now so (laughs) 
Because it's supposed to be like this arc of Percy learning to respect Jason as an equal yeah. leader. But he never like doesn't respect him. Exactly. Like, they, don't, they don't do anything Jason to develop that they don't get along. doing so little in these chapters besides just like being helpful when needed. Yeah. It's a lot of like just telling this book has been this book has been good and like there's been some very, very like Annabeth's whole plotline in this book is like one of my favorites for her ever. And like it's a very good book. But so much of it is like not a, adhering by the show don't tell thing. Like yeah. we just get a lot told to us that like, yeah, like it has not been proven to in any way by anyone's actions. Like this was our problem with the entire love triangle that shall not be named. And also that's the problem with this is like, you don't develop any conflict. And then you're, you're like, we have to resolve the conflict. It was like, there was no conflict developed to resolve. So now it just looks like Percy's in love with Jason <laughs> because he's like, he's now showing his respect and admiration. It's like, but like, it's not overcoming something. He just thinks he's hot. I know. But, you know in a no homo way. You know what I mean? It so also weird. like, it doesn't help how similar like Jason and Annabeth are like as characters. Like Jason is a fully under underdeveloped character, but they're a very like similar archetype of character. Yeah. Um, and so that that does like make it like even more believable. Gay. <laughs> there's truly just so much that happens that you're like, why did that? Why was anyone even thinking that originally? that like we have to now be like this is a huge revelation and i think that it's like <laughs> it's like rick had one idea for annabeth's plotline in the story and was like shit there's got to be other stuff <laughs> happening in the book though so i guess i'll just make up some stuff and tell you what's happening that's the thing is like it really is like this is annabeth's book but there are six other characters he has <laughs> make them do something with so he's like okay yeah. uh hazel frank leo uh the three of them i don't really care about any of them so i'll just i'll throw them over here and then he was like i do like percy jason and piper but like i don't know percy and jason hate each other we're not gonna talk about it but they'll be fine and then like <laughs> piper i don't know she's gonna get a, a horn and like and she'll have she's a gonna horn. get a machine gun yeah and then we'll have like four really good chap he had, he planned just the the um infam chapters for her yeah because those are really good they are and then he was like and then we'll just i'll just talk about that the entire rest of the book leading up to it she'll just the only thing she'll do up until then in the book is see those chapters in her (laughs) knife she also gets like knocked out almost instantly in this fight oh yeah actually that was so disrespectful yeah so disrespectful Respect my queen. I love her so much. She's pretty good. Uh, I do like her. By the way, oh, fun fact for for those uh, who want a little behind the scenes. Today, the day we're recording this, I'm not going to say what day it is, but if you know, you know. uh, It is uh, Annabeth Chase's birthday, actually. If she were a real person, she would be 29. That is crazy. A millennial. Yeah. A millennial. She definitely wouldn't be like a stereotypical millennial as, you know. No, I actually disagree. I actually think Annabeth Chase is the most millennial character ever written. (laughs) It's just so weird to think about the fact that if, like, these characters were real, like, Percy and Annabeth would be almost 30. 
No, Percy would be the stereotypical millennial. Percy's a skater boy. I feel like skater skater boy's archetype though is like cross generational. That's fair, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, Tony Hawk's rocking like fifty three. He's still shredding like crazy. Yeah. The skater boys of our generation are the same skater boys of our parents' generation. Um, we are I, the skater boys you didn't. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I had a skater boy phase, and then I fell, and it wasn't fun. No, skateboard's so hard. Uh, I don't understand how anyone. Oh, geez, does it. Sh- should I tell this story? It's a pretty funny story, but you should strange. tell this story. You should. Um, you can open the box. <laughs> You cannot unring a bell. Way back when, geez, how old was I? I was like 14. Oh God, that was like 11 years ago. Fuck. I was 14 and uh, my best friend at the time liked a, a girl who I was friends with her best friend. So we, we, we had this plan. We just hung out the four of us and uh, my best friend at the time had gotten me into skateboarding. And so he's like, hey, I want to impress. She's never going to listen to this. Her name is Victoria. I want to impress Victoria. Uh, I want to race you like skate race, but I want you to lose. Can you throw for me? I'm like, you are already faster than me, but sure, I will throw. And so, you know, he won the race, but uh, towards the end, I skated into a parked car. Ooh. And I. So, who really won? <laughs> well, him, because he did end up dating. It's funny, they dated There's for a car, probably. Yeah, the car. They dated for a few months, and then recently I found out, like, they, they, like it was like a middle school relationship, and then recently I found out that she's gay, and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, my poor best friend, like, d- totally. He was so bad, he made her gay. I'm that's that's a joke. I'm I swear to God, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Like saying that, I am do joking. Not, do not cancel me. I have made it this far without being canceled, and I will make it further. <laughs> believe in you what's something that i could say that's like super cancelable right now i want to test the waters not on our what? podcast okay not oh on your God. podcast okay okay no 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 like I'll, said some I'll, shit like, 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 like i'll t- like i'll tweet it like i'll tweet it hold on Are you, you're just gonna try to get yourself canceled live on air <laughs> live on air i should just post about like a really toxic shit that no one oh no, never mind. I mean, it, if it's we're talking worth- about like like cancelable uh, Percy Jackson takes, yeah, I don't um, want to be canceled for like being a racist or something. I, I don't know where you guys thought I was going with this. Not there, not there. <laughs> um, I, I think if anyone who ships Frank and Hazel should be canceled. <laughs> I I feel like that's not that hot a take. It's so hard to get canceled. Like I'm a I'm I'm a good person. It's so difficult to be like okay, Say come up. That you're excited for Leah Michelle in Funny Girl on Broadway. That's a I, very theater major reference, but it will get you canceled pretty swiftly and effectively. I don't know. The internet seems divided. No, no, the I internet seems that like I, we hate this. We hate her. But I will be going to see it. it seems to be the the internet consensus. So I, that that was what they're trying to do. So I treat theater majors the same way I treat teenagers. Their words can no longer hurt me. That's fair. Fair. We are you annoying. Do not want to get into controversy on theater, Twitter or theater TikTok because I've fallen down that rabbit hole. 
I feel like if I wanted to be a real asshole, I could just say something positive about uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just anything positive. I can't say a single positive thing. That, that whole story. Percy Jackson, am I right? Yes, Percy Jackson, you are right. Uh, <laughs> what else did we like about these characters? Um, I liked the fact that... Uh, Neve, have you read Trials of Apollo? No. Okay. Neither of us. Have. This is actually the last book Neve has read. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna be in the trenches with Ava. <gasps> that, trenches. that does mean that... I read like like I would say about a fourth. Not I a think, fourth. Not don't, of the House of Hades, but I can't really remember. Don't, don't, I just don't remember bring the feeling, fractions out. I just remember that. I said this. Ava's not here, and I doubt that Ava's not here. I was just realizing like Ava's not here. I doubt that she'll listen to the five chapters we have left. But like, given what happens at the end of this book, I just needed to make sure they were alive. Yeah, after the fall, I just needed to make sure they were living. And when I saw that they were living, I was like, "All's good." And then I kind of forgot to read the rest of the book. So I, yeah, I don't think I read that much of it. And soon I'll be in the trenches with Ava, not knowing the book. What's going on? Oh no, you for gore. I I, have I to for say, gore I don't and going to feel super superior to us. So. I so I have read those books, but I've read them less than I've read these books because this is actually so. This is the book that I got caught up with the publishing of the hmm. series on. Is that I think this is 2012 that this book came out. So long ago, but um, no, I feel old because like I caught up on publication with like Titan's Curse. I mean, like that also depends when you start reading the books too. Yeah. That, that doesn't oh necessarily God, mean um, I'm only like four years older than you. Why do I feel so old? It's it's not that. I also like started. I don't know. I started reading these books like probably like fifth grade or something like that yeah. i kids just, a little late it's just that weird thing where like i was entering college when you were entering high school that is true it is like that exact yeah like, yeah difference oh fuck but Dude. i think because i i distinctly remember the waiting for from this book to house of hades to come out like that is the first time i remember like just i i may have i may have been caught up before then technically but like this is the first time I like act, I like I probably was caught up by Lost Hero, but this was the first time I actively remember like waiting between books, and that was like not an experience I had ever had because like I like millennials have that with Harry Potter is their whole thing is like like I remember when every Harry Potter book came out I don't remember that but like <laughs> like this is like that distinct memory of like fall waiting for a book to come out was waiting between this book and House of Hades. Possibly the most difficult book to wait in between. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Crazy things. Uh, not to derail any further, but have you guys seen the, the Emmy nominees for Best Animated Series? I... Uh, have yet to check them because I have I've I have a YouTube channel that I watch for like all of these things and she hasn't posted a video about it yet. I checked the Emmy nominees, but I don't remember who I don't remember animated. I know that although I I saw Marvel's post for what got nominated and like I've seen some stuff on Twitter, so like I know 
um, some of the things. But so I know that what if got got nominated. Why? 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 Uh, so how how does the rest of the podcast go? What happens now? Oh. Well, Wait, no, I want to know why you brought up the animated. Oh, no, because it just popped up on my on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, hello. Oh, okay. I thought you had, like, had something to say. <laughs> say I, I have many things to say, of which maybe 2% makes sense. Okay. I agree yeah. with that. I always have that in my mind. <laughs> Nothing I'm ever thinking makes sense. But yeah, next thing is funny moment. Where is Martin? funny moment is just for me percy being like that's that is a monster dick Mm. very 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 frightening i don't know it's it would be tough to beat that one yeah um i also i can't find it exactly but when they're like coach hedge was wrestling with a uh road map of of rome i don't know that was funny Street Everything map. Coach Hedge does is funny. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of like him as a comedic uh, relief. I'm sorry, I literally had it open and I just lost the page. Oh, okay, I got it. Um, I think you should appreciate that as a son of Poseidon. Uh, I still think that letting us go is a better idea, Percy said. He's just literally an idiot. Like... <laughs> I don't, it's been so many books and he's still talking to like incredibly dangerous life-threatening beings like you should let us go maybe like, I don't understand yeah he just, he just keeps trying and then maybe someday it'll work yeah it will never <laughs> I haven't read the whole series the whole series but I I sense that it's not going to be successful <laughs> but he will keep trying he will prevail that's for sure. Like a cockroach, that boy. <laughs> well, he is from Manhattan, so. That's true. Yeah. I do also want to point out before we go into offerings that this is like the first of these books that just like explicitly lists out what the next book is going to be about. They're like, so here is exactly what this next book is going to be about. Whereas the last few bu- books we've, we've like slowly figured out what the book is about as it goes on. Yeah. Nico really does just sort of like explain the plot of the next book in like <laughs> three paragraphs in this, in these chapters. Nico's just like, well, we need someone on the other side of the door's death to close, to close them. And it'd be a shame if, um, be a shame if somebody fell into Tartarus. <laughs> when, when was going to happen? Yeah. It is like both very heavy foreshadowing. And actually, that's about it. It's like the heaviest foreshadowing. But like, I was still so, caught off guard when I read this as a child, though. I still read those chapters and was like, no. Like, I oh, could yeah. not. Like, I remember and- sitting in, like, seventh grade science class and being like, oh, my God. <laughs> but reading it back, like, it is so heavily, heavily foreshadowed. Like, who's, I think it was Annabeth's chapters that, I can't remember who said it, but somebody, like, comes to her in a dream and is like, you like will when, fall together. Big hard fall, heavy fall, gonna hurt. Like it's so clear. Yeah, it, you know, her last set of chapters, they'd be like, "Wouldn't it be a shame if you <laughs> fell?" 
it's like almost as much foreshadowing. I mean, it's not worse foreshadowing than the Arachne stuff. But they're like, it's the mother of spiders. I wonder who that is. (laughs) Or like how the first two books are like, "Mm, you're fighting the Earth goddess. I wonder who that is. (laughs) Even though Percy fucking name drops her in, I think, Battle of the Labyrinth. When he's fighting that dude who like regenerates in the Labyrinth. Yeah. Yes. Mm. All right. What are our offerings for this week? My offering is for Piper, who got knocked out too quickly. This is this is a shame, a true shame that the giants cheated. They were supposed to let her remain conscious so that she could kill them. Exactly. I think I'm giving it to Nico. I don't think I need to explain that one. Nah, you're right. Homie um, was homie was in a jar for five days eating. Like, could you imagine seeing <laughs> one little pomegranate seed every day? Yeah. And everyone and everyone who he was like definitely like they're coming to save me was constantly like, do we gotta do this? <laughs> I feel like there was always so much back and forth, like, and we gotta get Nico. It's like okay. <laughs> like obviously. Um, those were my two options. So um, um uh, I'll pour one out for Percy. Yeah, you can. He's only gotten one offering this book. Um, he I has. Don't know, he, he turns the party. He turns the party. He's in love with Jason. We can give him an offering for that. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot to fall in love with a brick. The I- Oh, my God. The idea... Which Jason also does. The idea... Of, the idea no, 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 of- the brick falls for him. That's true. The brick has gotten an offering. The idea of like Percy fighting these two giants being turning the party is so funny. Percy turns the party. Slay. <laughs> What's the, the Katya audio that's like Slay Hunty Boots out yeah. down boots hunty? Saying like slay, drag race buzzword. He's like, yeah. Play pussy house the queen down boots work. <laughs> yes. My sister's been saying that often recently. It is very funny. Um, and then who are we voting off? Jason? He, I don't think he really, like, he doesn't do anything, but that doesn't mean he deserves... <sighs> He, he brings he, he he Percy turns the party and he turns the wind on occasionally, and that was helpful to them. Yeah, but um, I think okay, <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he still gets it though. Oh my god, merciless! Okay, uh, I'm I'm also I'm also putting in my vote off for the book just just because it's for it's a bit, but vote off for these chapters would probably be Jason because, I mean, listen, Jason's character is get hit by brick, create wind, and have this weird relationship with Piper. That is that is not a good character. Yeah, and, and then to continue a bit that I don't remember why I started it in the first place, but I will continue it. Uh, for the book, I am voting off Neve. 
okay, I actually showed up today, Robert. So I don't know what you want. That's else. true. This one should go to Ava. No, no, Ava wins <clears throat> for the next series. For listen, Brayden was last series. Ava's this series. Ava will be next series. And then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can't believe I still caught this after Ava literally fell asleep at the end of our last episode. We <laughs> and we didn't vote her off. The funniest. Listen, the part You're where she so fell asleep. right. Why did Ava? Okay, I actually vote off Ava. Posthumously <laughs> <laughs> for last episode's behavior, I vote off Ava. The the funniest thing wasn't even hearing like oh Ava fell asleep. It was hearing not one but two screenshot noises. <laughs> like that was the part that had me dying of laughter. Because <laughs> I looked horrendous in the first one he took, and I was like, "You need to warn me when you do that. I'm looking better." I forgot to post either of them. One day I will. One day. Maybe I'll post it right now. Really? It's hard because it's on my computer. So like that was extra work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> that was so funny. Why didn't we vote her off last week? Um, I'll make up for it with this. All right. Sounds good. And with that, that's all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing the Mark of Athena chapters 49 to 51 through the theme of love. Aww. That's going to be really sad. Sorry. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social media. We're, we're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Red Bull store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. You know the drill. Um, Robert, do you want to plug anything before you go? Hi. Yeah, I do things on the internet. That sounds wrong. Um <laughs> If you want to see me make fun of Percy Jackson podcast and also just Percy Jackson stuff in general, uh, you can find me uh, at the damn meme page, damn spelled D-A-M on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Podcast wise, the only thing I've been doing recently is entering Storybrooke. So if you want to listen to uh, four people talk about a decade old uh, edgy fairy tale show. That can't be true. Is it a decade old? Is it ten years since we literally started it? Because it's been out. For, it, it's been a. It's been a decade since the premiere. That's crazy. I watched every single episode of that show as it dropped. Oof. Yeah. Same. Up until like season four, but no, I um, stayed. <laughs> oh, you, I even watched the last season. So, so what I'm hearing is we've got to. Oh, you watched the last season, really? Yes. Yes. Really, the one where he's in Seattle. Yes, I was really? like the number one Once Upon a Time fan. I was the only person who watched that season. <laughs> so what I hear is we have to invite the you. Only yes. Person. Yes. Yes, you have to. Uh uh I, I will tease that I am starting a another podcast project soon. Slay. Slay. Podcast give, slay. Podcast slay. Uh should I give a hint? I can't think of a hint. I will not give a hint. Because you cannot think of one. No, I cannot. Cool. Fair enough. We will be on lookout. <laughs> All right. Get closer to the mic to just move your eyebrows. <laughs> yes, you. it, it, it's important. You have to move. You have to move close, and then. Mm. Very important. All right. Well, thank you for very much. Yes. For being here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on again. Thank you for having me. I look forward to the next episode that I come on where I will be replacing one of you again. Bye.
<laughs> and it, well, imagine it's Brayden. Oh my god, that would be such. <laughs> it's so crazy. Slay. Bye. Bye.